0: You're listening to Liberation News, the newspaper of the Party for Socialism and Liberation. On the day before his inauguration, President-elect Joe Biden announced that he would propose that comprehensive legislation be proposed in Congress for undocumented immigrants. To explain this important issue, longtime Los Angeles-based immigrant rights leader and attorney Juan José Gutiérrez was interviewed by Gloria Lariva on January 20th. Juan Jose, thank you so much for speaking with us today. What do you think upon hearing of Biden saying he'll present legislation today?
1: I think that there are signs that those of us that favor comprehensive immigration reform with a path uh, to citizenship should feel uh, hopeful that unlike the Barack Obama administration, that when he first ascended to power, on January 20th, 2009, had a full majority uh, in both houses of Congress. He could have legislated comprehensive immigration reform and be done with it 12 years ago, and he chose not to do it under the argument that he wanted to build bipartisan uh, support in Congress. In the end, he didn't achieve the bipartisan support under which he rationalized not moving forward with a uh, comprehensive immigration reform, and instead what we got were record numbers of arrests and deportations, family separations, kids in cages, uh, in detention centers, human rights violations uh, against immigrant workers and others. So, moving forward to where we are today, 12 years later, the fact that ASSEE campaign for the presidency, Now, President Joe Biden said that if elected, he would send a comprehensive immigration reform package to Congress in his first 100 uh, days in office. And then he started backtracking and his closest advisers started putting out information to the effect that it was unlikely that uh, uh, President Biden would be able uh, to move. Uh, AS QUICKLY AS HE HAD PROJECTED uh, QUITE A BIT OF TIME uh, TO UNTANGLE TO THE POINT WHERE THE ADMINISTRATION WOULD BE READY FOR COMPREHENSIVE IMMIGRATION REFORM AND NOW THE ANNOUNCEMENT OVER THE LAST COUPLE OF DAYS AND TODAY THAT A PACKAGE IS READY AND THAT uh, PRESIDENT BIDEN WOULD SEND IT TO THE CONGRESS uh, NO LATER THAN TODAY uh, I THINK is AN UNEXPECTED Uh, development by most uh, pro-immigration activists and progressive people in the country. So that ought to be uh, a good sign that we must take for what it's worth. Now, other announcements that that the president has made or is about to make, like for example, uh, halting construction of the wall along the U.S.-Mexico border is a hopeful sign. That is uh, an important uh, sign, another another sign that uh, President uh, Biden uh, is sending to all of us and to the world uh, about uh, what may be different in the way he handles uh, uh, immigration policy as compared uh, to Donald Trump. And there are uh, another slew of executive orders that are supposed to be forthcoming over the next 10, 15 days. Uh, we'll have to wait to see what's in them uh, before we can pass judgment on whether or not that's good. Uh, but so far, so good, I would say. Now, the other thing is that insofar as the most important thing for all of us, which is uh, the, the uh, immigration reform bill, Uh, It remains to be seen uh, what it's actually going to advocate for uh, in terms of a new law, a new immigration law. As someone profoundly concerned uh, with immigration policy uh, for quite a number of decades, and and someone that participated very intensely uh, with the last reform, the one that that was signed by by Reagan into law, in November 6, 1986, uh, what was called IRCA, the Immigration Reform and Control Act, that legalized about a, three million people. I think uh, that we have to pay special attention to what the cutoff date uh, that uh, uh, President Biden uh, is going to propose uh, for those uh, that are going to be deemed eligible to benefit from a hypothetically uh, approved Uh, immigration reform uh, package. Uh, What I've heard so far is that people that will benefit uh, uh, are going to be those individuals who can prove they were in the country prior to uh, 1-1-2021. Now, I have to fully support that uh, because I think that any comprehensive immigration reform has to legalize everyone that's in the country already. Not like Reagan did when he said that you had to prove that you were here for at least five years prior to the passage of what was known as the amnesty law. If the package that President Biden sends to the Congress explicitly states that anyone who's been in this country and can prove it prior to 1121 can legalize, I think we have to support that. I would support that. That's going to get us as close to fully. Uh, legalizing the millions of undocumented workers and young people as anything else that I've seen. Uh, Now, the other question, the more difficult one is going to be, it it is being said uh, that the people that are going to be able to legalize their status are going to be those individuals that fall within the cutoff date, are able to meet all the other uh, regulations. They're saying, that those individuals will be given work permits, as was the case under the Reagan uh, amnesty uh, law of 1986. But there's a significant difference. Those that get it this time around, unlike with Reagan, will be able to travel freely for a number of, uh, of years while they become legal. And, one, and I think that's going to be five years from the time they get their first uh, work permit, and then they have to uh, apply for permanent residency, and once they get it, three years thereafter, they're able to apply for citizenship. So it's an eight-year plan, uh, where for, you know, throughout those years, uh, people are going to be practically uh, legalized, uh, first temporarily, and then permanently, and then they they have the option of naturalizing and becoming citizens of the United States. If that were to happen uh, uh, that way, I think uh, that there's going to be room uh, for a lot of debate to fine tune that. Uh, You know, my own preference is not to keep people waiting for eight years, but if that's the way uh, that Congress wants to move forward, I think that there's going to be significant uh, support Uh, in the community uh, for that solution. Having said that, uh, we have other issues that make any optimistic assessment of whether or not we're gonna have comprehensive immigration reform under the Biden-Harris administration. There are issues that make it uh, highly questionable, right? For example, the Democrats barely have a majority uh, in the Senate, they're 50-50. Kamala Harris is going to be the deciding vote. We know that there are any number of conservative senators who tend to be quite reactionary on these issues. Uh, that could be offset by uh, or what are known as moderate Republicans, uh, you know, like Mitt Romney, uh, who voted for impeaching Trump. Uh, they might offset uh, one another, and there might still be a chance that this could get through not in the form that I just mentioned, you know, uh, well, what we've been hearing, and it remains to be seen that that's, that, that as I described, uh, the main component parts of uh, a future uh, uh, reform proposal uh, might look like. In spite of the fact the Biden-Harris administration will not have former President Barack Obama, uh, absolute majorities in both houses of Congress, especially in the Senate, we're in a, in a serious political and economic crisis in the country. And I cannot uh, forget that it's been precisely in moments of great crisis, like in the late 50s and early 60s, that um, uh, after uh, President uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated and Lyndon B. Johnson replaced uh, replaced them. you know, at a time uh, when a lot, a lot of conservative Democrats Uh, and obviously Republicans, uh, wouldn't bet that we could have uh, uh, civil rights legislation become become law. Uh, It did. And we can see examples like this throughout the history of the United States. While the debate was raging in Congress about whether or not there should be civil rights legislation, the people were in the streets massively, you know, uh, uh, not only against uh, the war in Vietnam, against racism, you know, for equality, the right to vote, Uh, which many African Americans did not have at the time. My firm belief is that in as much as there are hopeful signs in this first few hours of his term, without mass mobilization, organization, and protest, uh, I think uh, we don't stand a good chance Uh, of of seeing comprehensive immigration reform in this new opportunity that we have uh, with the ascendancy uh, to power of Joseph Biden and Kamala Harris.
0: Now, you were mentioning, Juan Jose, in the beginning about Obama's legacy on the issue of immigration and the failure to act when he had the absolute majority. He spoke about bipartisanship. And Joe Biden, President Biden, just said that they need to rule by bipartisanship. What do you think that means, given that the first act is the presentation of legislation for immigration legalization? And and why do you think he changed his mind after slowing down and saying it had to take time and then suddenly making an announcement yesterday?
1: Uh, as you know, uh, last week on Thursday, uh, the 14th, uh there were uh demonstrations outside his headquarters in wilmington uh delaware uh this were this was a very important political mobilization and protest led by the pro-immigrant rights organization Raistis uh, and we did another demonstration in la we supported what was going on in delaware where people were demanding that the joseph biden administration uh, immediately uh, uh, set up a meeting with Latino leaders to go over uh, what was uh, what was he planning to do on immigration policy because we were becoming concerned, you know, that they were slipping and, and moving backwards in terms of the commitment they made uh, when they when they when, when they asked for uh, the vote of the Latino community. I think that had an impact. What we did in, in L.A. where we said basically the same thing that says and all the other organizations that joined that coalition to press uh, the the Joseph Biden administration, not just to meet, but to speak clearly uh, and unequivocally on whether or not they were going to come through with their uh, uh, commitments uh, to move forward uh, seriously uh, on comprehensive immigration reform. It was soon after that 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 Joseph Biden uh, uh, started making uh, public statements to the effect uh, that whatever confusion there might have been, he's the one that's going to be in charge of articulating his, uh, his immigration policy. And, the, and, and he reiterated that he was fully committed to comprehensive immigration uh, reform with a path to citizenship and make sure that there will be a package uh, very soon. Now we find out that it's going to be today people's pressure, people not accepting whatever comes out uh, of the spokesperson's or the president himself, or the vice president uh, Kamala Harris, but you know, uh, you know, doing whatever it takes to hold them accountable. And and I know that there are going to be many people who are going to say, well, if you couldn't get it with Barack Obama, you know, he had super majorities in Congress. How, how do you realistically uh, think that you're going to be able to get it with a lot less power under uh, this new administration? Uh, I'm a firm believer that in moments of crisis. Uh, what seems to be practically undoable uh, becomes doable. Uh, we have to remain firm and, and be unmoved in terms of continue to press uh, our case uh, to bring about comprehensive immigration reform that provides what we've said over the last 36 years, which was the last time that we had an amnesty uh, that gave uh, you know, significant rights to, to immigrants. You know, we want full rights uh, for immigrants.
0: Thank you. There are some estimated 11 million undocumented people in the United States. When the IRCA law was signed by Reagan in 1986, there were about 3 million people who legalized. And then came the NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, which resulted in six million Mexicans being forced to leave their country because the economy was in such dire straits after NAFTA. So now there are 11 million people. If I'm not mistaken, six million are Mexican. So this is a, a significant difference in numbers. But what is the context that we're in now, Juan Jose, with the pandemic? What do you say about this time?
1: The dynamic has changed in terms of the debate about immigration policy, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. For one, 12 years ago, uh, we did not have the coronavirus pandemic. You know, where over 400,000 Americans, uh, many of them undocumented workers have died uh, because of the inattention that the past administration gave to that uh, pandemic. That has tragic as the pandemic has been and how it's affected all of our lives. It also brought to bear what we have been arguing in progressive circles for decades. And that is that undocumented workers not only are an essential part of the working class, they contribute more than as they have been consistently being accused by the right wing than they take out of the system, right? As it exists in the States. The pandemic evidence that undocumented workers are essential to uh, to the economy. They're the farm workers. They're, they're uh, the, the, the the warehouse workers that pack the food, so they so they is transported by the truck drivers who are part of this chain of essential workers. Right, they take the pro- the products. Uh, uh, that we're going to consume later on as food, you know, to the supermarkets. And then you have workers, there is a stack of food and other goods and the cashiers and so on who are risking their lives, et cetera, et cetera. So there's no question anymore about whether or not, uh, you know, uh, uh, undocumented workers are essential to the economy and the future of this country. Uh, That's a proven fact uh, already. Uh, So much so that the dynamics has changed to such an extent that we had last Friday, incoming Senator Alex Padilla, who was appointed by Governor Gavin Newsom to replace now Vice President Kamala Harris. Alex Padilla and San Antonio, Texas Congressman Joaquin uh, Castro proposed that in a stimulus package uh, for $1.9 trillion that President uh, Joseph Biden uh, intends to send to the Congress, that uh, a piece of legislation be attached to immediately grant legalization, permanent residency to essential undocumented workers. You know, we're talking about five to six million people. I think that that would be significant and it's part of this new dynamic. But I think that the demands of the people on the streets over decades Uh, What we did, you know, when we had the general strike in 2006, you remember in the mass mobilizations on May Day, etc., etc., over many years now. I think that that's had a significant political impact in the awareness of the political class in the United States. You're starting to hear different sectors, even within the political class in Congress, you know, like in this case, Castro and Padilla, you know, proposing something that would be welcome, right? You know, grant full rights uh, to essential undocumented workers who have risked their lives. Many of them have died back in April of, of this year. Now, former President Donald Trump, by the executive order, prohibited that meatpacking production be halted. Uh, you know, many uh, of the meatpacking houses in the United States were planning to close down completely at that time because many people had become become infected with the coronavirus, some of them had died. The owners of these uh, businesses did not want to incur liability. uh, Just as they were uh, ready to close down, former President Trump ordered them not to, right? And recognized these workers as essential workers because he said that meat was uh, an essential component part of the American diet. But nothing happened, right? I mean, he didn't grant these workers any rights or to the farm workers that plant and harvest their food. But now, you know, you have uh, Joaquin Castro and Alex Padilla, uh, who was off yesterday is a new senator in Congress, and they said that this is something that they're going to uh, push for. Uh, that's what I'm talking about when I say that the dynamic has changed but they're merely saying that they're going to uh, push for this, et cetera. It doesn't mean that that's going to become a reality and that soon we will have 6 million uh, uh, formerly undocumented workers become uh, permanent residents of the United States on a path uh, to citizenship. That will depend on what we do uh, to organize and mobilize our forces and marshal our forces in, in very difficult circumstances because, you know, with the pandemic, You know, we're not seeing, uh, uh, you know, uh, massive demonstrations uh, uh, as we had uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement most recently. In spite of uh, uh, the pandemic, Uh, all of a sudden that sort of like uh, declined and the right wing uh, uh, white supremacist fascist forces, you know, sort of like took over the street and we saw what happened last January the 6th at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, And so, uh, you know, what's going to happen in this uh, new dynamic is anybody's guess. But I think uh, that there's great opportunity, political opportunity in this crisis. And all that we can do, all that I can do, is basically uh, do what we've been doing for years, which is to continue insisting on making sure that our community's voice is heard Uh, Because, you know, we organize ourselves, we mobilize ourselves, and and we hold uh, politicians uh, accountable, whether they're the President of the United States, Senators, or Congress people. I mean, you know, we have to continue doing uh, what's the only uh, thing that I believe is going to guarantee that in the end uh, 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 we're going to move downfield and hopefully achieve as comprehensive Uh, and immigration reform as may be possible at this time.
0: What is the situation of the children who have been caged and many lost? Do you know if there has been an effort to find them funding to locate the parents? And how many children are still basically in prison?
1: The Donald Trump uh, administration lied time and time again that they had issued the appropriate orders to the authorities concerned uh, to locate the parents and reunite them with their children who had been left behind uh, in detention centers in the United States. Uh, Several weeks ago, it was revealed that there were actually thousands of children who were still uh, separated from their parents. It was found out that the number of actual children, in fact, is much larger uh, than was at first revealed Thousands of children remain um, uh, separated from their parents. Uh, uh, their parents, many of them, uh, or the majority of them, presumably were deported to their countries, uh, primarily Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Uh, Biden made statements to the effect that he will immediately act to make sure that these children, to the extent possible, are re- reunited to, uh, you know, with their parents, uh, you know, there there, there there, hasn't been any specific uh, explanation as to what that would entail. And if parents are going to be able, those that are already residing abroad and can be found, if they're going to be able uh, uh, to come back to the United States and be reunited with their children here, and then, uh, uh, depending on whether or not uh, uh, a serious uh, review Um, and changes to the political asylum system are brought about under this administration, uh, you know, whether or not they're going to, in the end, you know, receive some kind of legal protection uh, 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 to the point of, you know, having serious aspiration to uh, attaining uh, residency uh, uh, through political asylum or or gaining refugee status, whatever the case uh, uh, might be. Again, Uh, Nice statements have been put out there uh, by the new administration about changing policy in how you deal uh, with children that were forcibly uh, and unlawfully uh, separated from their parents. We have to uh, remain vigilant and demand that beyond nice sounding statements, uh, practical steps and serious steps and commitments are made to reunite and, and provide Uh, legal immigration protection to these immigrants, uh, both the parents and their children.
0: Finally, what can people do to help push for legalization?
1: Uh, Well, we have to uh, recommit to, uh, you know, remarshal our forces and organize and mobilize. Already, uh, we know that uh, medication has been developed to overcome, you know, the coronavirus pandemic. That ought to give us uh, a foundation from which To begin thinking about how soon we can start going out on the streets in significant numbers to demand that we have immigration reform this year because if it doesn't happen this year uh, we can imagine the next year uh with midterm elections on the horizon uh you know there isn't going to be any practical or serious possibility that we may get immigration reform or at least it's going to be that much more difficult the best time to make it happen, I believe, is this year. Uh, the Republicans are in disarray. They've been weakened, although not defeated. The time is now, and if it doesn't happen now, you know, all these promises of a new beginning by the new uh, administration are going to end up being nothing more uh, and nothing less than empty promises. That's unacceptable.
0: Thank you so much, Juan Jose. I really agree with what you're saying about this moment, the critical time, the people who need legalization. It seems to me that it'll be very, very encouraging for the immigrant community. And it will be a big force in the United States for so many millions to become legalized. As we say, there's no border in the worker struggle. Thanks for listening. You can read more at liberationnews.org. You can follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Spreaker, and other podcast platforms. And follow us on social media at PSL Web.